No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We got a lot to talk about. NFL Week 13 is loaded. We got to talk about Lamar Jackson. His comments on Twitter, he let a, he let some feelings fly after a tough loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then, of course, let's talk Kyler Murray. We want to talk about guys who just speak their mind and don't really care. We talk Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we talk all these guys. Kyler Murray has some comments post-game. After throwing an interception to lose a game about uh, Kingsbury, the scheme over there, we'll play that. We'll talk about that audio. Then we'll just talk a little bit about NFL Week 13 loading, what's coming up, what we feel. I got I just put in a, a sizable wager on a couple players, and it's 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 already getting interesting. So I'll talk about that offensive player of the year. I put some futures in. We'll we'll touch on that for a little bit. Then we got to get into the NBA, man. The I want to talk about the maps. I want to talk about Luca. I want to talk about that that roster construction. They aren't winning. They're brutal on the road. Does Luca need more help? Is it is what's the deal over there? Is Luca gonna? Is it starting to get to that time where Luca's looking around like, might be time to get up out of here? So we'll talk about the Mavs. Lori Marketing, man, the finisher, as they're calling the him finisher, <laughs> has been going crazy. He, uh, we ended up coming back. The Bulls, as in we, the Bulls came came back last night in Utah, got the W. But Lori was going crazy. Looked like he had the, had the game circled on the calendar. We'll talk about him, his game, how it's evolved, and a couple other storylines in the NBA. You already know what time it is. Stay with us. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's go. Big Nick the Quick. What it do? How we feeling? You already know, man. What's going on? Fresh off, fresh off a little bit of sunshine in Florida, man. Had yeah, to catch, had I to saw you some... down there on the boats and shit. I was on the <laughs> boat. Had to catch some rays real quick, man. But we back at it. Hey, real quick. Yeah, it's, it's November 29th, two thousand twenty-two, and and Cliff Kingsbury and Daniel Hackett, <laughs> or Nathaniel Hackett, Daniel Hackett, shout Nathaniel out Daniel Hackett. Hackett, shout out Daniel Hackett, uh, <laughs> shout out Daniel Hackett. Uh, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett are still employed. Just had to put that out there. But yeah, man, got a week of some rays. It was beautiful, lovely. I don't even want to talk about that or that situation. Or <laughs> actually, we can touch on that in a little bit. But yeah, you know what? We're gonna come back to that. We'll talk about Lamar, Kyler, and we could touch on. Little NFL Week 13, Hackett and Wilson, because I, I do want to get your thoughts on what they should do. I guess there's not much to do, but it's not, not a lot you can do. <laughs> it's not a lot you can do, but maybe <laughs> maybe there's something they could do over there. I don't know, man. But let's talk about Lamar Jackson, man. Because he he had pull up the tweet for me. They had a tough loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blew a blue 33 point. By the way, 33 points scored in the fourth quarter in that game. I was on the I was on a <laughs> I was on the under in a teaser, which did not help me, but that's that's all right. Take the L there. But Lamar ends up blowing the game. They lose. Defense can't get a stop late. They go down. Trevor Lawrence and those guys end up getting the W. Yeah. Someone, a nobody, by the way. Awesome, a, hey, real quick, awesome drive by Trevor Lawrence. I know we've been hard on Lawrence yeah. a lot this year. He was money on that drive, had at least three throws on there that were extremely high level. Yeah, um, and, and Zay Jones is a monster. Yeah, exactly. So the they end up losing that game. Now a guy gets on Twitter, a nobody. Nobody. A nobody. A dude off the street, random dude. Yeah. Says and and don't quote me on it, but and, and I, I, have, I, have, I have I have the tweet. Read the tweet. So it's not even that bad, dude. It's a random dude on Twitter. Castle will kill some random random photo. <laughs> Goes when someone is asking for over two hundred fifty mil guaranteed, like Lamar Jackson. Games like this should not come to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Not really inflammatory. Didn't call him a bum. Didn't say anything too crazy. He, he did call like, him a bum. He yeah, but he's just he like, says whatever. Worth the bread he's okay, looking for. But I'm just saying, there's more. We have seen much more in, in terms of Twitter, Twitter uh, wildness. This is very low on the scale. Lamar responds back with, "Boys, shut the fuck up. Y'all be capping too much on this app. <laughs> Motherfucker never smelt a football field. Never did shit, but eat dick. 
two exclamation points. Not the typed in exclamation point, the emoji red exclamation point when you really mean it. Period. <laughs> it's yeah. This listen, is man. hours after the game. And this is this is where I'm at with when you're trying to get $250 million from, from someone. Say it again. When you're trying to pick up a quarter of a billion dollars from, from a franchise or an <laughs> owner, yeah. you have to be on your best behavior. Period, point blank. Say, now, if, if he had already signed the contract, and we'll get to how you can talk after you get paid with Kyler Murray shows up here in a second. Because <laughs> this is a clear and obvious example of a guy that got paid that's talking and one that it's hasn't. Guaranteed, right? All right, cool. <laughs> you just can't say stuff like this. No. Period, point blank. You cannot come out and tell people to shut the fuck up and eat dicks. And and all, all types of stuff on Twitter, right? You just can't do it because you're trying to pick up that much money. You're trying to show how much of a leader you are. And more. And, and as the days go by, I also think owners are starting to realize, like, this dude needs to be a leader just as much as he needs to be able to throw a 35-yard comeback on a, on a line. That is the – that's just a big – just a big enough piece – Unless, unless you're the Cleveland Browns owner, but that that's a whole. Who knows if he? If we and, and that's maybe, off maybe, the field maybe, stuff. Maybe they do think he's a leader on the field. <laughs> maybe he is a leader of men. We we haven't seen the guy play in a couple of years. Talking about Deshaun Watson, but so that's a whole other conversation, right? But what I'm saying is, it shows me a couple of things. One, this this is the contract situation is still eating at him, which is understandable. Sure. The, the reason he responded like that is because my man brought the money up. Mm-hmm. You want all this money and you're going to go out here and lose to the Jags. And we're, we're, we're depending on a lot of our offense. We're asking a kicker for a 67 yard field goal to win the game. And you want 250 M's. Mm. That's tough. Mm. That's tough. So he reads that. And then that gets him hot. He's like, I've already been going back and forth. With with the franchise, I feel like I should have a deal. He still feels slighted. He tried to he tried to put up this whole mirage that he was cool and I was going to be able to put that on the back burner and play. And I'm not going to talk about the contract. Everything's going to be good. Clearly, that's still bothering him. Secondly, I, that's the main point I wanted to make on it. It's it's clearly still bothering him. And lastly, before I let you go, quick on a way I'm on a way different scale. I put out picks all the time on the internet, on TV. I get messages, DMs all the time. I miss a play. You are the worst fucking picker I've ever seen. Go jump off a bridge. The whole thing, right? I get them all the time. I never respond. And I and I have not even a thousand followers on Twitter. So I understand that he's probably getting these all the time because I get them. <clears throat> but dog, just... You ha- you have to if I'm ignoring them and I'm not responding, then Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, you got to be able to move that to the side and, and keep rolling. So that's gonna go right into my point. So everything you said first, as far as like the 250 million and how you have to carry yourself and understanding that, like, yes, they are looking for a leader. You are the highest paid person in that building. That you're getting judged on every single corner. How you walk into the building? Did you hold the door for the guy that came in? Did you say hi to the guy that sweep? You know what I mean? You're getting judged on every single corner. You you are, and when it comes to the when you get to the 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 bargaining table, everything is going to be brought up. You need to be on top of your shit across the board. You are the highest paid person in that organization by a long shot. That is not the owner, right? By a long shot. Number one, you represent the organization at every turn. They're trying to give you this money and you just got out of this con. You're in this contract dispute currently, right? So to your point, he hasn't gotten the money yet, right? So you need to be on your best behavior. You need to be doing everything to show them like, hey, on the field, I'm worth this money. Off the field, I'm worth this money. And like you had alluded to earlier a couple months ago, there might be some questions with Lamar off the field or just maturity, right? Not that he's a bad guy, but just a lack of maturity. And to me, this 100% shows a lack of maturity. Lamar Jackson is not new to social media. First off, social media is not new. 
So I think in the early days of social media, when people would do some wild shit, it was easy just kind of be like, oh, yeah, like whatever. You know, people don't really know how to use it. We had no idea. <laughs> you know, we had no idea how viral shit would go. We didn't right. understand that if you send a tweet, half the world would that's see it. That's a long time ago. Then, now, but, but it's been a long. That's my point. It has right. been a very long time. So there are no more excuses. Furthermore, Lamar Jackson at this point is an NFL veteran and he has been famous for a long time. He won the Heisman as a sophomore at Louisville seven years ago. So my assumption is he has been getting Twitter hate for a very, very long time. This is not the first time that someone has said something to him on Twitter. So he knows better. Like my whole thing when I saw it is just like, you know better. Like, you know, as you're writing that tweet, that is not the right thing to do. That is stupid. That is going to get scrutinized. That nothing good is going to come of it. You knew that. There's nothing that you're getting by responding to Will Chill type 1019 on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> nothing yeah. absolutely no, nothing nothing and then just respond that way where you're saying eat a dick and yeah. y'all ain't never done shit and boys shut the fuck up you know and i'm not trying to sound like some old head but you got kids following you that's what the organization's saying like you're a brand ambassador right you have sponsorship deals you have all these different things that whether you like it or not make you have to hack to a certain standard and that's just not it bro you know better it's stupid yeah. shit. What do you get out of it? What yeah. do you? This isn't someone sticking a mic in your face right after the game and asking you some dumb shit. It's the fucking internet, bro. You don't have to respond. How many messages like that did you pass before you got to that one and chose to respond to that? To your point, you got less than a thousand followers and your inbox is flooded. My man has five, 10 million followers. So you're getting it all the time, man. What, what do you accomplish from that? Other than making yourself look dumb and giving them another reason not to pay you. Because on the field, you should be getting paid. On the field, you should be getting paid. But guess what, man? These teams are looking for reasons not to pay you. Shut the fuck up. Shut up when it's time to get paid. Shut yeah. up. I had a homie who I will not name. We used to go out when we were younger. And we when we would go to dinner, he would keep track of mistakes or like shit that the way the server did he'd be like yeah that's coming off the tip type of thing so it'd be like 20 percent. it'd be like 18 16 like do i know this person look look so something would happen he'd be like yeah that's coming off the tip so we would start at 20 percent, and he would knock down like percentage points off of like where's the water at how come shorty at? but in this so like we so if, if the server was really good he would also go up so it'd be the same thing right so good things are happening but okay we had 25 percent type thing but if you know they didn't bring any water it'd be at 18 or if they like yo how come why what's t- what, like what's going on here oh she forgot something 16 percent. so That's i say wild. that to say <laughs> the people that are drafting up these deals for 250 m's they're looking for ways to ding you. Absolutely. Across the across the board, you're not – oh, Kyler Murray does this. You don't do this. Justin Fields looks like he runs the rock better than you maybe. Maybe we, maybe you aren't the a unicorn like we, we thought you were running the football. It look, looks like Chicago got a guy who can run it just like you. So th- there's always – there's going to be types of things that they're trying to ding you across the board. And the, la- the there's enough dinging – going on on the field that you don't need to give them anything off the field nope. to bring up in to bring up in meetings absolutely so it, it's just it's just the wrong way to go about it and he knows that he deleted the tweet i get it but man that doesn't mean shit you can't you just once, gotta, you hit send, once you hit send that's permanent man that's like a tattoo it's over with so you yeah, can't it is. You, you can't you can't get rid of that man and again to your point earlier, a few months ago, if there's already questions about the maturity level of him inside yeah. the building, this does nothing to help that. And if those questions are part of the reason why it took long for him to get this deal done, those were both sitting there this summer and last year saying, why doesn't this guy have a deal? And if those are some of the things that are holding that deal up, this does not help. Yeah, It doesn't help, especially, you know, the feeling in the building after a loss, especially a game you should have won against an inferior opponent. It's like now we got our quarterback responding to random people on Twitter. Like, we don't need this. Well, all their losses are close games, too. So now, then, then next thing you know, it's like, yeah, Lamar can't win the close game. Yeah, it's like, is he right? It's, yeah, it's is like, right? there's, a lot of are, different, yeah. there's a lot of different stuff that can that can creep in, and it starts getting really, really spooky, where it's like, 
you don't have a deal. Next thing you know, you don't have a deal or let's see what happens. Franchise, let's see. Let's yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of next yeah. a lot of stuff can go wrong. So you know, already know we want our guy to get paid. So hopefully, you know, this blows over. They start to win some games, make a little run in the playoffs, and then, you know, tweets get tweets seem to get forgotten if you win a, you win twelve games and you're in the, in the AFC Championship as well. So, the, the, you know, hey, hey, Nick, you know, you just said the tweets are forever. You know how the tweets are forgotten? Go get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. You go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the tweets start disappearing. Right. <laughs> But, they, but they've, they've had trouble in that regard, too. So, yeah, exactly. Facts, facts. Exactly, yeah. All right, let's move over to a guy. Now we can talk about a guy in Kyler Murray that has a deal. Yep. And clearly moves differently because he Very. has a deal. Very. You said him in the LV, the LV Letterman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Nick, go ahead and tee it up on, like, the, the, the situation and the context behind this video before I play. Yeah, so I mean, overall, if anybody's been following the Arizona Cardinals, it's just been an absolute disaster. Um, just offensively, they have an offensive head coach. I think they're one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Kyler Murray. Yeah, these, are, yo, <laughs> these are our classic spots where yeah. we're like, yo, you got an offensive head coach and your offense, your offense, your offense is you terrible. Coach out of there. You have yeah. a defensive head coach and your defense is not good. I think it's probably the coach. Get Buddy out of there. I think they're one of the bottom five second half offensive team in the league. And again, you have a quote unquote elite quarterback. You have an offensive mastermind there. And the Arizona Cardinals have just been a disaster for years running. We've been telling you guys for a long time, get this guy Kingsbury out of there. If you watch this team play, whether it's the Kyler Murray contract situation this summer with all the weird links about leaks about him texting his girlfriend at halftime, uh, you include study hours in his contract. It's just been a complete disaster. So after the Cardinals, who they play this weekend? Why am I blanking on who they lost to? The Cardinals played. Um, they played the Chargers. Lost yes. the Chargers. Yeah, lost to the Chargers. Late game comeback uh, by Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And Kyler Murray post game was asked about. It was a, four, it was a fourth and one conversion they one, needed. Yeah, that they needed, um, in which I think he was trying to throw. They said that he was trying to throw to Hopkins, but he said the play wasn't to Hopkins. And uh, they asked him about that. He gave a very interesting answer on his scheme offensively. So Here's Kyler Murray post-game after failing to convert a fourth and short. Um, no, it wasn't. That wasn't for Hop, actually. Um, schematically, I mean, they kind of, we, we were kind of fucked. <laughs> Here's the re- no, let me play that again. <laughs> let me play that again, bro. Let me play that again. This is how big of an issue this is, bro. Cardinals are full, by the way. First of all, you have people in the press room laughing. He says we're kind of fucked. Yeah. Then people are the the people in the press are literally chuckling in the background. Yeah. He's he's. There's so much wrong with with him saying this and the way he, and he said was it. So comfortable saying that too. He it wasn't he, like a excuse me. It was like a we're fucked. Yeah, it was like we. I came. I came out. I looked. I looked at the defense. I knew the play call. We had no chance. We were fucked. It was a turnover. <laughs> Schematically, we were fucked. So, a couple things. Zero accountability on his end. None. Never has been. None. Zero. Didn't th- didn't talk about potentially maybe checking out. Didn't potentially maybe figuring out any other way. To, to, to get the to get the done. It's almost like he wants to stick it to Kingsbury for calling the play. But it's like, been oh, like that all year. Oh, this is what you wanted? This shit's not gonna work, hike. And then I'm gonna and then and then I'm gonna go to the press conference. I'm gonna tell everyone that you called some bullshit. Yeah. And it, it wasn't gonna work from the jump. Schematically, we're fucked. Yeah. Now, if you have been watching hard knocks in season. The way this guy Kyler Murray carries himself is atrocious across the board. <laughs> he's the most, he's one of the most entitled dudes out there. Arrogant. Didn't just say Arrogant, that. shows no accountability whatsoever. Anytime anyone challenges him 
says something to him. He gets defensive and yells back. You even heard D Hopkins. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are you looking at? Now, as the leader and the guy in that franchise, the highest paid player on the team. What we just talked about. Just have a conversation with your best player. Not this defensive reaction of, I'm going to get you the ball, man, relax. And this is different than Brady yelling at guys on the sideline or some of that other stuff that we've seen from Manning maybe or some of these guys. And, you know, there's going to be dust-ups, flare-ups. Emotions are going to run high on the sideline. But to your point, how you carry yourself overall with Kyler Murray is completely different. Brady's not walking around those New England locker rooms like his shit doesn't stink or you can't say anything to him. I think that was one of the biggest positives about Brady is that he's a very approachable, coachable guy. With Murray, he's unlikable. True. Just everything they said in the offseason, remember the Cardinals were – and remember remember the lead-up to him getting this deal. The Cardinals were leaking any and everything they possibly could bad about this guy, and they did it after they signed the contract. Kyler Murray did not leak the study hours requirements. Kyler Murray's agent, his family members, his brother, his cousin, his auntie, those people did not leak that. That was 100% leaked by the team. It's a bad relationship. Sorry, I mean it's to cut a, you it, off. No, no. It's a bad relationship across the board. And they don't win. And they don't yeah. win. And every week they ask this dude about things and he just doesn't you could it just it's almost like he doesn't he care. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, ah, shit was never really rocking. Like there's no way that and then when you and then the call of duty stuff is great too. Forget even I don't even like yeah, that's <laughs> Kyler yeah. Murray's own force is the new Call yeah, of Duty yeah, drop. That, <laughs> and the, the Chargers fine. dropped that shit the other day. But it's more of like this Kingsbury situation. It's just bad. Very bad. None of his stuff is working. He has a quarterback who he picked, by the way. He hand-selected this guy. Cliff had a new coach. He's been there four years, right? He he picked he picked he picked Kyler Murray one. I'm I'm 99%. Double check that for me, but I'm I don't know if he no. Uh I thought that. No, that's right. They fired the black They fired dude, the dude, Rosen, and he came in and, and picked, he came in and picked, yeah, he Kyler, came Murray. In and picked Kyler Murray. Yeah. So he handpicked this guy. They clearly aren't on the same page whatsoever. And Kyler doesn't care. It's almost – you know what I could see happening? I could see Kyler acting this way until Kingsbury's gone, and then, and then all of a sudden Kyler's a completely different dude. I don't I know. Think, I think this really has to do with that situation. Him and, him and Clint Kingsbury's relationship – Seems like it's trash. Awful. And he doesn't like the offense. He just told you this shit was in shambles before I before I, I hiked the football. It was never gonna work. And well, when it, he, he needs he needs he needs a new a new a new change at, at the head coaching position who's calling the offense and orchestrating the offense, but they just gave this guy an extension. Well, they don't even have an offense. If you watch them play, especially in the fourth quarter. It's just like straight up background football. It's a backyard football. Kyler Murray is running around, and if he makes a spectacular play, awesome, right? But if he doesn't, they lose. Or he throws a pick, or something bad happens, like he slides before crossing the first down marker. You know, it's just, it's just, it's endless amounts of things. And then when that happened, remember he came out and blamed Kingsbury. I had people in my ear. Remember that? Yeah. Was like yeah week two or week three? I had yep. people in my ear. So he has no problem throwing his coach under the bus. The organization has no problem throwing him under the bus. So, yeah, something's got to change. But look, man, you just gave your quarterback $200 million, so he's not going anywhere. you got to get rid of Cliff. You've been had to get rid of Cliff. I don't understand how this guy gets an extension in the offseason. I, we, we I know they made the playoffs last year. They were fucking awful. You could go back to multiple <laughs> no catch-ups in a row. I don't know. You can go back three years ago. When Kingsbury got the gig, it was like, how does he get this how job? How does he get this job? He doesn't win in college. I'll, we're not drafting guys that don't do shit in college. Why are we picking up coaches who do nothing in college? I'm shocked expect, he wasn't fired yesterday. And, and expect them to be really good in the NFL. And yeah. I tweeted this out earlier about the whole Matt Rule situation. Kingsbury had gotten fired at Texas Tech, hired as UFC offensive coordinator, and then the Cardinals hired him. That's exactly what happened. 
I thought, no, they plucked him from Texas Tech. No, he got fired from Texas Tech. He got hired as UFC, USC's offensive coordinator. And well, two weeks it. later, the Cardinals that's, hired him. That's right. He got fired at Texas Tech. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's why right. it was so crazy. Everybody's like, wait, this dude just got fired and got demoted and took a different job. And then the Cardinals yes. were like, no, hey, wait, no, we can't let you fall. And they, brought, <laughs> and they brought him in. That's why it was crazy. But it's never worked. It's never. It hasn't worked. This team has not been good on offense the whole time he's been there. Yeah, Listen, that's right. Yeah, six seasons yeah. he got yes. fired at he Texas. Got fired yeah. at Texas. I for, you're right. I I could. No, I forgot. In about the Big that Twelve, part. where you're allowed to throw the ball 800 times a game, and he, yeah. couldn't, he couldn't win there. Yeah. So and he had, and he had Mahomes. <laughs> that's true. He did have Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. That's and Baker, actually, right? Didn't Baker start at Tech? Um, I don't, was that when he was there? I think that was when he was there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, so, man. Get let's be serious, guy. right? Hey, so, hey, if you live out in the, in the Scottsdale area, there's about to be a very nice piece of property available for you to purchase. I don't, so, dude, uh, I don't think so because I don't think the owner is gonna going to pay multi- Dude, they just gave him an extension. It's crazy, man. And you know what even yeah. makes it look worse than you talk about? Like, everybody wants to tell you there's not bias with the coaching in the NFL. Steve Wilkes, who's currently an interim over at Carolina Panthers, he was the coach for the Cardinals before Cliff Kingsbury. Has those they boys gave, playing, by the way. Playing, playing. Had one year with Josh Rosen, who cannot play, and they fire him. Facts. Cliff, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is with the number one overall pick, who you've given extension to, has one playoff appearance, which they were terrible in. And you give him an and you give him an extension, and you haven't fired him yet, even though the season's going off the rails and it's been documented. And your offensive line coach is in Mexico groping people at the bar the night before the game. Facts. Let's talk Plus, about that. Yeah, we these are things. Bust. These are things that are happening. This is you're in charge of the organization. You're one of your assistant coaches. I don't know if it happened. At a, it happened at a bar, right? Your assistant uh, coaches yeah. are going to the bar the night before the game. Who's in charge here? It's a clown show. But this guy gets an extension and gets to keep his job. We'll leave what it else? There. There's no, nothing it's... good there. Nothing it's good. It's facts. It's facts. I'm going to make a little <laughs> video on this Kingsbury situation. You're so right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Let's move over to week 13. Let's talk about Russell. Actually, you know what? We don't even have to t- stay too long just because I want to get to the NBA as well. But I want to say this. Yeah. The Denver Broncos offense is one of the worst I've ever seen. I'm comfortable saying it's one of the worst offenses I have ever seen on a series-to-series, play-call-to-play-call, game-to-game. I go back and watch these dudes. No one has any idea what's going on. Russell Wilson is either lost. Let me say this. Let me go on record saying it. I don't think... Like Russell Wilson cannot be this bad all of a sudden. I, I, there, there's just no way that he just can't play football anymore. But the, the combination of him, new team, Hackett, this offense—they got they they the the they lost their running back Javon Williams with the ACL. Then Melvin Gordon's fumbling every week, so they cut him. Judy gets hurt. There's a lot of stuff going wrong, but just like. The feel around, you know, the feel around the Cardinals is in shambles. The feel around that team is nuclear. Yeah. Like you want, you, you can't even be close to the, that's how it feels. Body language, people screaming at Russ. Yo. It's, it's really all bad. And if I owned, I would have to move off Hackett because you, you listen, put it like this. You cannot show up next year with Russell Wilson running Hackett's offense. And Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. So someone has to go. Yeah. And it's hacking. There's no, there's, there's nothing else you could do. I, I have never seen a defensive player go at their quarterback like that. Number one. And number two, not have a single offensive player get in the middle of that and break that up. Where are your offensive linemen? Where's your well, center? No, that no, no, no. Well, listen, that doesn't we'll, happen. We'll listen, that doesn't, we'll he he went straight at. He beeline to Russ. Well, well, let's well let's be real here, right? It was very quick. We don't know where the the offensive player probably sitting on the bench, but I do know who was around. 
And Nathaniel Hackett is 10 steps in front of him. Right there. He acts like he can't hear anything and ignores the whole situation going behind him. Listen, Acts like nothing's happening. If an offensive player seen that, you would have saw the after effect of them coming up and getting that guy's face, even if the altercation was over. I'm telling you right there. That that was so telling to me. Let that happen to maybe any other quarterback in the league, and there's a center or some guy. The only time – oh, no, no, no. The only players you ever see getting a quarterback's face – are like that Jeff Saturday paid Manning thing. It's like that type of level. You never see a defensive tackle get in the quarterback's face. I have never seen that. And no one do a damn thing, especially a quarterback of the stature of Russell Wilson. It would never happen. It would never happen. Never. We don't know what he said, though. Either. Who knows? I, I would love to. I, I would love. Maybe he's saying. saying. Maybe he's saying, let's go, man. Saying, Come on. Yeah, okay, maybe. Russ is like, all right, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, whatever, either way. But, yeah, to your point, man, that situation is toxic. toxic it's been though. since week one. Week one, he was yeah, making they've ne- they've, massive they've, mistakes. They've never recovered from better. week one. Yeah. And it's easy to be like, okay, he's a brand-new head coach. We're giving him the benefit of the doubt. They bring, in, they bring in a special assistant to help him with game management stuff. It doesn't work. He turns over play call and duties, which now what does he actually do because – if you can't handle the clock and you don't call the plays, so what are you doing as a head coach? If you're an offensive guy and your offense stinks, what are you doing? What and are you it's just doing? It's been a disaster since he's gotten there. The vibe is awful. He clearly has absolutely no idea what he's doing. Russell Wilson, forget not looking like the same quarterback. It's like uh, the Space Jam shit. Remember when fucking they couldn't play anymore? <laughs> that's took, that's, that's seriously what you're watching. Yeah. Like this guy is not even close to the same guy. It's I think statistically, you said it's one of the worst you've ever seen. I think statistically, this is like it the is. worst offense since the year 2000. It's, um, it's, 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 dude, it's so bad, man. It's, it's unreal. Like, and if I would have told you that when Russ came to the Broncos, they would get worse, like astronomically worse, you would have told him you were crazy. Like, it, yeah. it's, this is wild, but you can't get rid of Russ. You owe him a quarter of a billion dollars. You got to move off Hackett. If I'm a player in that locker room, I'm like, how am I even going to listen to this guy? But I don't understand how he still has the job. I tweeted at Lewis Hamilton on Sunday. I said, man, you got to fire this guy immediately. Lewis needs, to, Lewis needs to cross the pond and come take care of this because this is embarrassing. Oh, yeah, he is a little honored. Yeah, Lewis is involved, man. That. <laughs> Lewis. Uh, hey, Nathaniel, man. Nathaniel Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, man. <laughs> Nathaniel, Sir man. Lewis. Sir Lewis, Sir come Lewis. take care of this, Sir man. Lewis is in Denver. He wants to meet with you. What are, <laughs> what are we Sir doing Lewis? here? <laughs> so Let's it's an embarrassment, though, man. Like it's, but it's again, it's one thing to start off rocky and then kind of fix it. It's now week thirteen, and this thing doesn't look any better. It's true. We'll leave it there because I don't want to talk too much about that whole situation anymore. So, really quick, going on to week thirteen, does this Bears Packers game mean anything to you? Both teams four and eight, three and seven. It'd be fun to put the nail in their coffin. Yeah. I don't want the Bears to win any game, but we're in a good position right now. It'd be fun to put the nail in their coffin. It'd be fun to uh, – a lot of things could be fun with this. If Rodgers plays, it'd be fun if we could beat him up, even though our defense is terrible. If Rodgers doesn't play, it'd be fun to beat up on Jordan Love because I guess uh, next thing – I guess Jordan Love is the Messiah now, according to several people in my life. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I don't know. No. I don't know. Hold hey, on, hold Jordan on. Jordan Love has three on. good passes on Sunday. <laughs> one of them, one of them, the receiver takes 60 yards on a flat because he's wide fucking open. Then he can't, hold then he can't on, make a play on. in the red zone. And all of a sudden, like, oh, the kid's got talent. He can spin me, it. I know what? talent. I know talent when I see it. And <laughs> I, I stopped responding to the group chat after you wrote that, bro. I was disgusted by you on Sunday night. I didn't know if we could record it after you wrote that. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even gonna lie. Let I don't tell get... it when I see it. Get the fuck out of here. Let me. Sean is incredible. He's incredible. Hey, I don't even know if I said that. I almost quit the pod. Let, hold on. <laughs> Let me give the people some context. We were talking on the game. Rogers goes down. We're watching the end of Monday night. Sunday night, excuse me. And Rodgers goes down, and Love comes in. And me and my guy, Eli, are like, yo, Love looks good. That's all we said. I said, Love looked good. Nick immediately, <laughs> Nick, Nick immediately goes on full tilt. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> Nick goes on full tilt, and he goes, Scott sucks. We're like, no, wait. Like, 
Come on, like he looked good on the, like the the couple series he was in. That's all I said. Sean goes. The, I go. Don't I go, try to gas. Don't try to I gas go, the people I go, up. I go. He's ass. Sean goes. He must not be watching. I don't know if he's ass or not. Then then I go. Right. I go. You're a Green Bay dick rider, and Sean goes. No, I can just see talent. <laughs> that's true. Fuck. Those are all, those are all true. Those are all true. Did you see a Miss Lazard wide open in the end zone? I saw that talent. Talented wide open. Oh my Look. god. So either way, yeah. No. <laughs> yes. The couple Jordan Love. Th- hey, Jordan Love, that would that'd be interesting to see him play the uh the Bears. The Bears defense is really, really bad. It's really bad. Do we have any update on Eddie Jackson? Who cares? It's not like <laughs> Does it make a difference? Hey, is he stopping anything back there? <laughs> Didn't he get yeah. hurt missing a tackle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like he's he's coming yeah, up tackling. Stopping nothing anyway. back there, That's man. cool. Look, That's again, true. I just I'd like to get the win only because you know it's it's the Packers would be fun. And I'm not even one of those people who's like I hate the Packers. You know, I'm not one of those Bears fans. There's few there's few like teams in sports rivalries that I actually hate like really have a disdain for even though I'm a Bears fan it's not like I I I dread the Green Bay Packers like I think I can't even think of any teams I actually hate um outside of Arsenal like that I would actually like fucking, <laughs> like actually hate you know what I mean top of, top of the league Arsenal you mean yeah bum ass niggas but um so yeah I just want to beat them though I think it'd be fun okay any other but if Fields doesn't list- play I don't even know if I'm watching so it doesn't matter yeah, that's – I mean, you saw what happened in, in, with the Jets. That was a – Yeah, I was barely watching that game. Yeah, destruction. I was doing something You already else. know where we're at, man. Keep taking these L's, man. It's great. Get this top five pick. Oh, oh and all you yeah. fields criticizing people talking about, oh, he can't he can't win games and five straight games he had a chance to win. Did you watch the Bears on Sunday? And did you watch them the previous four Sundays? There's a major exactly. difference between when the kid plays and when he doesn't play, so I don't want to hear it. LaShawn Thanks. McCoy – LaShawn Thanks. McCoy and your boy over there, uh, Acho, talking about Justin Herbert's a social media quarterback. You goof, fucking clown. Get a stylist. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> Yo, get a stylist. You cannot dress, bro. Yeah, him and his brother. His brother needs Oh, my God, him. bro. His yeah. brother is terrible. Bro, horrendous, dog. dog horrendous. And, and they got money. I don't understand it. Yeah, it makes no Y'all sense. Y'all are rich. I really don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Poor people dressing. Yeah. You're rich people can't. It's y'all, crazy. y'all make seven figures on your shows respectively, and you're not. Yeah, you're not dressed. Yeah, it's well. crazy. It's wild. Shout out uh, the Dolphins Niners game should be a doozy in San Francisco. Woo, top Tua. top top offense against the top 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 D. Yo, shout out Tua real quick. Two no, qu- no questions left on two and them. Two and nine. <laughs> no, que- no, no question. No questions on uh, Mike McCarthy or not Mike Mike McDaniel. I'm sorry, man. We got to get this right. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. McDaniel singular, the singular brother. of the brother. No, no questions on Mike McDaniel. Um, I like that squad, man. I like the Dolphins. Yeah. All right, let's go over to the NBA real quick before we get out of here. I got to get out of here at 1030. I got a meeting. Let's talk about the Mavs really quick. Yeah. So they've been struggling. Can't get can't get right on the road. Haven't been winning overall. Right now they are the 11th in the West at 9 and 10. 1 and 7 on the road three and seven in their last 10. Luca has obviously been putting up crazy numbers, but they went and got Christian Wood. He's not really doing it. They got Dinwiddie over there. They they essentially have built a bunch of shooters around Luca, and then they play, they try to play really, really good defense and then lean on, on Luca for 30 to 35% usage every night, essentially asking for a triple-double nightly. And it hasn't been working. Got my guy Matt Moore over at the Action Network posted a really interesting graph, stat, whatever you want to call it, about about Luca with Dinwiddie on the floor and Luca with just Christian Wood on the floor, and then all three. So with Luca and and just Christian Wood on the floor, offensive rating is at one thirty. It's 130 points per 100 possessions. So that's cooking. Like, that's ridiculous. 40% from three, 70, 69.46% on twos. They're scoring everything at the rim. They're getting to the paint. It's, it's, it's crazy. Then 
you put Spencer Dinwiddie, Luca, and Christian Wood on the floor all together, the offensive rating goes to 102. They're shooting 25% from three, and then it goes down to 55% from two. What do you think about Dallas? What's the issue? Is it just they're asking too much of Luca, or what do you think that's going on in Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I think first off, you said Christian Wood's not working out. I push back on that. I think Wood is the perfect player to play with well, Luca, and I think they've been trying to find that the, the, the right type of big to play with them. And I think Wood, who can roll the basket and shoot the three, um, and like you said, obviously when they play together, the numbers bear out. I think the issue is that they're playing Dinwiddie thirty-two minutes a night. And Dinwiddie and Luca just don't play well together. I think it's hard for a. a well, we guard. talked about that when he went over there. Yeah, and right? Dinwiddie and Dinwiddie is a shoot for first guard, right? Like let's let's make no mistake about it. Dinwiddie's looking to get his shot up there. And I think with another guard looking to shoot playing with Luca, you spend a lot of time standing around watching and waiting. And remember, like the Hawks a couple years ago with Trey Young, and you just watch them play, and it's just like, man, we're just sitting around. Trey Young's doing this, he's doing that. Is he going to shoot? Whatever, whatever. Okay, we're all just kind of waiting to get our turn. Um, and none of these guys are really doing anything else. What is the type of guy? He's moving a little bit off the ball. He's versatile. He can go out and stretch the floor a little bit, give Luca space to operate. And I think that that's why the two of them play so well together. But with Dinwiddie, again, he's just kind of standing around watching, waiting to get his shot. I think that's why it works so well with Brunson, because Brunson's not necessarily looking to get his shot. He will do other things that will help move the offense. The other thing with the Mavs is, you think Luka, you think high-scoring explosion? I think they play at one of the slowest paces in the NBA they and have for the last couple years, right? Yeah, no question. So, yeah, All half court. Yeah, and Luka, and you know, that's something that they obviously need to figure out a little bit too. I think in the, in the days of pace and space, which is where we are in the NBA, you just got to find a way to play a little bit faster. And again, a lot of that is attributed to guys standing around, playing in the half court, waiting for Luca to do something magical. Um, so I and thought what I, I meant with the Christian Wood piece was they, it's not translating into wins. They no, thought they'd no. add Christian, then they'd be you know top three. Well, because they four. needed a big, but, right? Last year it was Dwight Powell, and uh, I forgot who their other big was, but it, that was like glaring in the playoffs. You just need another big that can help you do things. But yeah. but Javel's not playing. Yeah, he's not getting any minutes. Who? Uh, three-time champ, JaVel McGee, excuse and me. And Olympic gold medalist. And Olympic gold medalist, <laughs> JaVel McGee. Um, he, he's not playing. So, that, yeah, it's yeah. interesting because, as I just pointed out, the offense is insane when it's Luka and Christian Wood on the floor together. And then it tails off when Dinwiddie and those three guys are playing together. But, yeah, well, we, we both hated that. the Dinwiddie trade. It's, it's like, like, I why don't would understand. You... This doesn't yeah. really fit. And you knew that mean you couldn't so, play Brunson at that point in time because you're paying Dinwiddie $20 million a year. Right. Brunson's getting $20 million in New York. Brunson was the perfect player to play with Luca because when Luca went to the bench, he could run the offense for you. And again, he's not he's not selfish in the sense that he's going to be out there trying to look for his shot. Denwood's a scorer. That's why he's out here. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think from a roster standpoint, what do they do? They have some issues. Well, you're Luca the other day. He's like, what my my contract? I got what five more years left. So I'm not even I'm not not thinking about that. When you start talking about how many years you're left on your deal, <laughs> <That's> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It crossed no, your mind. You, it has crossed your mind. Right, five years. Like, damn, I, I, I have five years. I have five in, years. Okay. Yes. When you looked at your contract, that means he looked at his contract recently. Like, okay, when can I, when can I really realistically get okay, out of here? Yeah, get out of here. So when you're already talking about the years left in your contract and you're kind of locked here, trust me, things aren't good. Um, they got to make a move, though. They absolutely have to make a move. You, with a guy like Luca, you're not in a position to waste any years, right? When you have one of those guys, you're not in a position to waste any year. I think the problem is the West. They didn't, they may not have anticipated this tough of a Western Conference. I don't think any of us did. Um, yeah, facts. Which is why that hot start that they did not have um, was kind of necessary. And they find themselves now obviously on the outside looking in and facing an uphill battle where there's teams such as the Jazz, the Kings. That you did not expect to be this good. And, you know, those are two spots for you that you got to climb. So they're in a bad spot, man. The yeah. pace the pace thing is a problem with me, though, too. I, I don't like watching them. It was just like Trey Young. Remember, it's like, yo, this guy scores yeah. a ton of points, but when you watch the Hawks, it's like my fucking eyeballs. I can't watch it. Yeah, and the funnest teams to watch in the NBA are the Jazz and the Kings. Absolutely. And the, and the Pacers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> those are the Just those are your running three, up and down the court flying. Those are your three funnest teams to watch in the league, and Pelicans. all all three of those guys don't have a guy where the ball sticks and they pound it and mm -hmm. get and score. Yeah, 
That's it. Period. Point blank. They Halliburton running Indiana is awesome. Love it. The fucking Kings, bro. You want to talk about a fun team to watch? So much fun. Bro, Malik Monk and all these dudes, Herder, like, they just run up and down, fire. Then you start talking about the – who's the third team I just said? Kings? The, pace, the Pacers. The pace, Kings, Pacers, and who else? Pa- oh, the uh, Jazz. The Jazz. I mean, they just space, shoot threes, and run up and down. Yeah, and guys, you don't have any guys on those squads, like you said, that are just trying to hold on to the ball forever, pound the rock, slow the game down. They just keep falling. You watch the Kings, and I know the Kings have lost three straight, but I think there's three straight that they lost have been to the Celtics, Hawks, and another playoff team. The Suns last night. Yeah, 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 and coming off of winning six straight. But, man, they just play this free-flowing offense, right? Passing the the rock. You get it to the open, man. Obviously, Fox is the star of the show there, but you got other guys, to your point, Herner shooting 50% on threes. Um, Sabonis is a load for anybody to handle. Davion Mitchell's getting at you defensively. And they're giving teams runs. Like, that 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 team, yes, last night, the Haw- I mean, the Suns would bounce from going up 10 to being one-point game because you can't count. almost lost, yeah. Yeah, Utah, I know they have a tough stretch the last few games, but again, you watch that team play. It's fun. The ball moves around. And those are the teams that on any given night, we know NBA teams have nights where they're sleeping. Those are the type of teams that on any given night, they're going to catch a lot of squads sleeping, right? No question. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and and so when you look at Dallas, man, it's absolutely a problem there because they, they got to figure it out. And it can't just be Luka, 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 Luka. Kind of like the Hawks had to go out and get DeJounte Murray to kind of break that thing up a little bit. Uh, they need to find their DeJounte Murray. Yeah, no question. Let's um let's talk about Laurie. So we were just talking about the Jazz. Laurie comes out against the Bulls last night, hits five threes in the first 15 minutes of the game. He has 20, 24 points in the first half. Just a better system overall. I think that's what I that's what I've gathered from the whole thing. It's just like this is a perfect system for him. But he was also cooking in Cleveland. And a better player overall. I think better, going to yeah. I, I think it's it's you know what? That's a good point. I think it's a little bit of both. He's become a better player. More Much confident, better. mentally a little Com- – Mentally, mentally completely different. a lot more strong. Maybe that's playing for Finland and doing all that and coming over. But he's played really – he played well in Cleveland. And he's now playing really well with Utah. I want to make this very clear. This all could have turned out differently if the Bulls didn't hire the coach that they hired that Lori Markinen was running under. Jim Boylan? Bulls across the chest. No, no punching clocks. None. none guys, of play, the, guys played hard. The whole, the whole, man, you, you think about how much of a disaster that was. And they, they gave him an extension. Yeah. So Lori growth gets killed under Boylan. He ends up, we end up deciding. Karnasovas ends up deciding. Lori's not the guy. Lori gets out. From under Boylan, and he hoops. Yeah, plays really well since he left. So, sure, he was mentally a little weak when he was with the with the Bulls. He wasn't aggressive. A lot of the things that Pat Pat Williams is doing right now, to be completely honest, he's been playing better as of late though as well. But it's a combination of things that make that that make Lori look good. I'm happy for him. I, I killed him when he was with the Bulls. There are a lot of things I didn't like. But that boiling situation didn't help, and I, I'm glad he's now, you know, playing in a free-flowing, open, not on the block, not asking to be on the block type of game. Yeah, I mean, I think there's blame and praise to go around on all sides. I think you yeah. can blame the Bulls for – I don't know. I mean, I think after his rookie year, really after his second year, people were like, man, this guy's going to be a star. Like, you know, da, da, da. I think Boylan comes the in. Boylan tries, killed him. Bo- Boylan comes in, tries to turn him into like a three-point shooter. I think we saw a tall, white, European dude, and everybody's like, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. You know, this guy should be just shooting threes, shooting threes. And if you look at Laurie's game now, yeah, he hits the three. Obviously, last night he was smoking us with the three, but he puts it on the ground. You know what I mean? He gets down low and does a couple things. He, he has a very versatile game that um, has a really nice flow to it in this offense. I think going to Cleveland last year where he was realistically the fourth or fifth option, right? Playing no pressure, right? Kind of finding his groove again. 
reestablishing confidence. But again, without all that pressure of having to be the man or really having to be their second, third best player, um, gets his confidence. Then he goes to this Utah situation where if you're Utah, you're like, fuck it, we'll take a flyer on Laurie Markkinen, which ended up being a, a brilliant move for them. And now he's just comfortable, man. That offense fits exactly what he wants to do. He came in the season in this Utah situation with zero pressure, right? Yeah. Nobody expected this team to be good. He was just going to do his thing. I'm going to take a year, find myself, figure out who I am. They're going to give me a lot of opportunity. And as the season's gone on, now he's kind of become their number one dude. And this is a team that's in a playoff position. So, yeah, man, I'm happy for him. Sometimes things just don't work out originally, right? Like, I think... It's, I'm not sitting here like, man, we should have held on to Laurie Marketing because I don't think it was ever going to happen for him in Chicago. He 100% needed not a change. Not under Not under Boylan, but he just needed a change of scenery. I think the fans have begun to turn on him. The media began to turn on him. Like, that weighs a lot of him. He's a young player. He's still only 25 years old. But it's situation, right? But it's also mentality. I'm not going to say he's blameless for some of the stuff in Chicago because there were games when you and I would watch Laurie Marketing and we'd be like, yeah. what the hell is this? What's he doing? Yeah, facts. Same thing with Wendell. Um, yeah, like, yeah, we just watch games where it's just like, what the hell is this guy doing? So, and we I'm talked, to, and we him. also talked about the Bulls player development in that period where there's a there's a couple dudes that we had in the facility, yeah, we didn't think were any good. They leave, and all of a sudden, they're solid. Dinwiddie's one of them, campaign, Lori's one of them, campaign, campaign, was awful. campaign was awful for us, but he's solid now, yeah, like, let's be honest, right? Yeah, sure. there's a there's a list of players that were in the building. We thought we're garbage. They go somewhere else, and all of a sudden, they're solid. And our two best players now are not guys that we drafted. You understand what I'm saying? So, Mar like and the, Zach were both acquired. Yeah. The player development on our end may have some questions last five, it, six, seven years. It absolutely does. Look at our last five high top ten draft picks. You can go to uh, you can go to Kobe White, who nobody knows what the hell he is. Yep. Pat Williams, still an open book. Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr. Yep. All these guys are either somewhere else or on our roster trying to figure themselves out. And when they go somewhere else, they're a lot better than they were when they were here. Yeah. But even Wendell, it's like, I, I didn't want to hold on to Wendell Carter Jr. guy. Was, no, but yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that why is it we don't want to hold, we, we don't want to hold on to them because they're not playing well. But then when yeah. they leave, they start playing in a very short period of time, they look a lot better. They look yeah. like a guy that we would have kept. You understand, yeah. you understand no, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's well, like if that, Kobe White goes somewhere and averages 20 points a game next year, yeah, then like it's really like, well, what the yeah, hell are like, we doing? Bro, if, yeah, if Kobe, if Kobe White leaves and looks like Malik Monk, <laughs> shout out Malik Monk. I, I don't, I don't know if he has that. What a great player comp! Yeah, like, man, what yeah. a great player like, comp! Hey, hey. Kobe White, Malik Monk, that's a great if, – if Because it's a similar situation, right? Like right. Malik Monk yeah. is in Charlotte. He's buried. He's not buried. doing much. No role. No role. Then he all of a sudden, he gets in a good spot. He's filling it up. If yeah. Kobe goes somewhere and looks like Malik Monk, that's another L for the Bulls. Like, I really like that. Yeah, it is, for sure. It is what it is. So stay tuned on that. Anything else in the NBA catching your eye? Lakers Lakers were starting to put it together, then blew a 20-point lead last night. Yeah, you know I'm, I, before I went to sleep, I looked at the score. I was like, oh, man, Lakers. Okay, that's another dub. I went to bed. I woke up this morning. <laughs> there's reasons we don't talk about the Lakers on this program, and there, there's nothing there to talk about. Yeah, they're up, they're up 17, end up blowing that game. They lose on a uh, – was, was it a Benedict Matherin game-winning yeah, three-pointer? No, 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 no. Shout out to the Arizona Benedict, man. He's been hooping, bro. Hooping. He had like, I, think he, I think he had like 20 last night, though. The folks are hooper, um, hooper. I can't. I can't remember who hit it. It's a it's a young point guard, the rookie point guard. I can't remember his name. But yeah, no, uh, not, nothing really sticking out other than uh, what about like Boston's said, offense? You want to talk about Boston's offense? Th yeah, these motherfuckers, man, it's incredible, bro. The offense is insane. They incredible. they can score one forty a night without. They didn't have Tatum last night. Scored one forty, yeah, or two nights ago. I mean, and scored like one thirty. So it's like. The offense is just incredible. The roster is loaded, and I told you guys last year, you add a point point guard in Brogdon. Gives you a lot of, lot of they even they're, they're just going to unlock another level, and that's exactly what's happened. And we they're talked clear about far, They're clear far and away the best offense in the NBA on a nightly basis. They have killers all over the floor. They have they have corner three point shooters. 
Then they have a guy they can bring off the bench that doesn't care either in Derek White. He'll he'll get shots. Hey, don't I mean, pop potato. It's, it's just like <laughs> they got guys. guys that could score, man. So and then any questions about their defense when when and if Time Lord comes back, that's gonna be a major I think if there's any questions about them, it's been on the defense defensive end this year, and they're still 17 and four. But when right. Time Lord comes back, he cleans up so much for them. Again, these Horford minutes. Um, these who's the second big man that they were playing that were both was like, How's this guy getting minutes? Um, fuck, I'm a blanket, uh, like a corpse. They got a corpse out there playing minutes, so like, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get time lord back. Oh, Cornette, yeah, Luke Cornette's out there getting big, big love. Cornette's getting 14 minutes tonight, 14 minutes. He shouldn't be getting 14 minutes on any league in the planet, so um, yeah, you're gonna time lord's gonna eat up a lot of those minutes, and that's gonna help them out, so yeah, I think. You know, I asked you for your top four. For me, it's Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Denver in no particular order. Um, and I don't think anything's changing about that. And again, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Still no Middleton um, and still holding down the fort. So when is Middleton coming back? It's 20 games. They're, they're saying that he's supposed to come back potentially Wednesday against the Knicks. We were just talking about you that. You think they're on no rush mode with him, though? They're not. They're, Middleton, he's, they're just waiting until he feels 100%, right? You're not. Yeah, I mean, you know how you it goes. To rush him back, yeah. Giannis, Giannis is carrying the load. And yeah, we'll just kill. There's no this reason is, to rush them back. Well, they, they're not. They're not locked. They're you know. They know the deal. The, the guys that win the championship aren't. They're not worried about the regular season. They're, they're just like trying everywhere. to get. They're just trying to get a top three, four seed and get in the playoffs, and then right. we'll talk. Start talking business. Exactly. So, yeah, man, that's where we're at. Boston's offense is is ridiculous. Brogdon has unlocked it. Averages 15 a game. Third on the squad. Then it's Marcus Smart at 11. That's exactly what they needed. They have two guys that score 30 every night in, in Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's averaging 26 a night. So hey, real, it's just it's just a really, really, really good situation out there in Boston. Real quick, just I know you got to go. But yeah. I got two teams. So we already said Dallas needs to be a buyer, right? Yep. Uh, two teams with high expectations do you think should be buyers or sellers? I'll give you the Timberwolves and your hometown Knicks. Because obviously you're more plugged in with what's going on. Um, uh, New York as a team. The Knicks are in a spot where they can't sell. I don't know how they sell. So they have to be buyers and try to figure out a way to, to make that work. Because Jalen Brunson, we want to talk about offseason moves. That addition for them has been great. He's been fucking balling. He's, he's awesome, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson has been doing whatever needs to be done for them to be in games and win games. Um, the rest of the roster is interesting. Minnesota, that shit's not working, bro. Did you see that clip? <laughs> yeah, that shit's not working, bro. <laughs> I, I really thought they might have a chance because I think they went and got uh go bear so that cat can play two the two because that's what cat wants to do. Cat wants to cat wants to fucking well, be Ant-Man. Yeah. Can't wants to be Ant-Man <laughs> on, on the perimeter. And he, had, like, wish you had Ben Simmons choking out cat. Every time we talk about cat, we need that <laughs> yeah. clip. Look, look, he's, he's like, he fouls the ground. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that they, they, they the real move. How do, is how do they Kat. sell? How the real, do they, they sell? They can't trade Cat because I think they just gave him the extension. But the real move would have been actually bringing in Gobert, getting rid of Cat, and just saying if you're because if you're gonna play, you can't have D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns. You just can't do it. It's too much. Yeah, D'Lo's not working either. D'Lo's yeah, been not working. Yeah, it's um, bad. yeah, that's just a bad situation. And dog, they got fleeced by Utah too. Utah, great work. Danny Ainge. Danny, and then Danny Ainge has like 21st round picks coming Danny up. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge looked like Gobert. Like, yeah, and get, and get guys that can play. Like, Danny Ainge has 21st round picks and guys that can play on the roster. So, watch out. Ainge talked to Mitchell and said, yeah, we're going to get Gobert out of here. Then we get your ass out of here, yeah, too. Your ass out of here too. <laughs> hey, you like Ohio? Yeah, we go. We going <laughs> to reset going this to, whole thought you was going to New York? <laughs> yeah. Facts. It's, it's kind of like you know what's York. funny, yo. Really quick, last comment before I get out of here. If you're a GM, you should just always have draft picks, and you'll always have a you'll always have a job. Just, oh my the, god! Uh, oh, team's coming. Uh, Stan Presti. Yo, team is coming. Don't worry Presti, about right, Presti right been stockpiling picks for yo, 15 yo, yo, years. Yo, why are you guys talking about right now? Stop talking about hey, right now, Presti's bro. still got Harden picks that haven't come to fruition, bro. Just like my man's out of yo. New Orleans, David Griffin, pick man. Real shit, bro. Hey, man, why you guys keep talking about winning now, bro? Just wait. I got picks.
picks Pre- coming, bro. Presti is the best. <laughs> the team hasn't been competitive in eight years, and he's just stockpiling you could, picks. You could legit have a job for six or seven years, just have a bunch of picks, and just say, like, yo, chill out. We got picks. <laughs> Don't worry. Hey, real quick. Warriors have won three straight. Are you sold? Um, no. Stay tuned. Stay tuned on the Warriors. <laughs> I got to go. No yeah. catch up. Sports Talk V Chicago. For Big Nick, the quick Nick Harvey. I am Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Tell the homies to tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace and love.